Welcome to the Ain't That the Truth podcast. I'm Revy Melissa, your host. We are here to proclaim that truth's name is Jesus. We rely on the Bible to explore, understand, and grow in absolute truth. Hello, everyone. I am so glad that you have chosen to come and be a part of the Ain't That the Truth podcast by being a faithful listener. Um, if you guys have been a part of this channel for any length of time, you will have heard that we have an intro now. I um, wanted to do this podcast better, and I wanted to make the sound better. I wanted to have an intro and an outro. The outro you'll hear at the end. But I wanted to give a shout out to one of my really good friends, Aaron Parker, who has been my tech guy and has really helped with creating the intro and the outro. So shout out to you, Aaron Parker. Thank you so much for giving of your time and helping me do this, help me set up this wonderful mic that we have. If you notice, the sound is a lot better. It is not perfect yet because I'm still learning how to use this, but nonetheless, it is better and we're trekking forward. So... For those of you who remember, we are on part five of Godly Living. And during this kind of series in this podcast, we are learning about how to live a godly life and different aspects of living a godly life. And so today we are going to talk about spiritual gifts and giftings and talents that the Lord has given us to be able to further the kingdom and to share his gospel and to just be a part of the body of Christ. So I wanted to start off by reading a couple of scriptures to you that stuck out to me as I started to think about this. So the first one that we're going to start out with is going to be Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 3, says, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment and accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member has its gift. If your gift is prophecy, then prophesy according with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is leading, uh, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Then if we turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do uh, not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus is cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are many different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but in all of them, and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one in the same spirit, and he distributes each of them as he determines. 
I wanted to read those scriptures to you because this is what we are going to be talking about in this episode. God has been laying it on my heart a lot lately that we need each other. We are not meant to do this walk and this godly living alone. It was never meant for us to walk this road, this Christian life, living alone and separated from other people. And the Bible is very clear about it in both of these passages. It talks about, it uses the analogy of a body. Now, if you think about your body, you need your lungs to breathe. You need your eyes to see. You need your hands to be able to carry things and to pick things up. You need your mouth to be able to taste. You need your ears to be able to hear, your feet to walk, your brain to think, so on and so forth. Just like each of those different parts of your body are important, so are each member of the body of Christ. They're all important. To some, he gives the ability to preach. To some, he gives the ability to prophesy. To some, he gives the ability of, of words of knowledge, words of wisdom, of, of, of healing, of miraculous powers of discernment those are all spiritual gifts and he gives to each as he determines but it's all given by god it's all given by the holy spirit and it is so important that we take the time to realize the gifts that god's given us and then ask him in what ways in which he would have us use those gifts and talents an example that i want to give to you is i feel like i've been given the gift of being able to talk and to communicate what the Lord is speaking to me. I um, love to hear from the Lord. I love when he gives me ideas and I love when he speaks different things to me. And I love when I get to communicate that with others. He's given me this gift and therefore I'm doing this podcast as a way of furthering the kingdom. I want to share what the Lord is placed on my heart to hopefully encourage others as they walk out this journey of following Jesus. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. I'm human. But the one who is perfect gave me this gift and he keeps to continue and continues to grow me in this gift so I can further his kingdom, so I can share my faith, share the truth to allow people to understand what it truly means to live a godly life. That's the gifting that he's given to me. And right now I am using that in the form of doing this podcast. To someone else, they might have the ability of healing. So you know what? God will lay it on your heart and bring people into your path that may have cancer, that may um, have any other form of illness. And you'll be able to pray for them and you'll be able to see miraculous healings. If you seek him for what your gift is, and you surrender that part of your life, really your whole life to him, he will use you in those gifts and talents. And I believe that that is so important. It is so important because he gives each of us different talents for a different purpose because he has a different calling and plan for everybody's life. And so it is so important that we live in accordance with that. So the first step, is like I said, seeking God and asking him what giftings he has given you. Because sometimes it's not always clear. 
Now, there are several several different ways in which you can um, realize what spiritual gifts the Lord has given you. Over my course of, of being a follower of Christ, you know, I, I grew up in the church and I accepted Christ when I was seven and I'm going to be 30 in a couple of months, which scares me, by the way. But nonetheless, I'm getting old. But I've grown up in the church for 23 years now. I've taken probably four or five spiritual tests in, in my time. And honestly, a lot of them have said the same things. And it has helped me to realize, okay, these are the spiritual gifts that God has given me. So during these tests, you know, they have a different amount of, of questions that that they ask you. And it, and, it, and it looks at your personality, the things that you enjoy, the things that you feel like that you're good at. And then it calculates based off, you know, a number of spiritual gifts, and it gives you a rating on which are your top three spiritual gifts. And not that you want to put so much stock onto these, you know, spiritual gift tests, because again, they're created by man. Man's not perfect. So, of course, pray about it as you're doing these spiritual gift tests. But they're they're um, created in order to help maybe to guide you in the right direction of knowing what your spiritual gifts are. And so I've taken those gifts, and my top three tend to be, you know, missions, which of course, anybody who, who knows me at all knows that I am actually about to be heading at the end of the year to West Africa to, to share my faith and, and to minister to, to those who do not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that do not know him as the Messiah. So that's usually my number one. My number two is an encourager. I love to encourage people. I feel like it's something that I'm good at. If I'm good at anything, it's being a cheerleader. And I don't mean the cheerleader that has the pom-poms, that jumps up and down. I'm not flexible at all. I'm not talking about that. But I love using my words to encourage people. When they're having a rough time, I love building people up. And so that usually tends to be number two. What tends to be number three on mine is usually giving. I love to give, whether it's of my time, whether it's of my talent, or whether it's monetarily. I love giving to people. Those are typically my top three. And so as I take those tests, then I can see, okay, those are my top three. Those are the things that I need to cultivate in my life. And I need to ask God in which ways would he want me to use those gifts to further his kingdom. If it's giving, who does he want me to give to? Is it my time? Is it my money? And who is it? Who does he want me to give that time and money to? If it's missions, I've prayed. I know the continent of Africa has been laid on my heart, so I'm supposed to be a missionary to the continent of Africa. I've cultivated um, that, that hunger and that passion. I've asked him for his direction, and that's what I'm doing. Again, with the encouragement. I work for foster care right now, so I'm hoping that I'm an encouragement to my coworkers, to these foster kiddos, to foster parents. That is what I feel called to do in this season, is to be an encourager. And the God... And the God, God has led me in that direction and has helped me to use my gifts in this season. And so that's the first step is, is, is figuring out where your gifts are. Like I said, doing those spiritual gifts tests, just getting into the word of God, reading about the different gifts, reading about people in the Bible who exhibited those gifts. And, and through that, letting the Lord speak to you what your gifts are. And then, of course, number one is prayer. Pray. Ask God. If you ask God to reveal what gifts he has given you, he will reveal those to you and then he'll reveal how to use them. So once you know what your gifts are, 
the next thing I would tell you is step out. That is the word or phrase that I felt like God gave me for 2022 and has rolled over to 2023 is to step out. And what does that mean? That means to take the step. If you feel like God's calling you to do something, if you know the gifts that he's given you, then step out in using those gifts. If you have the right motive and if your heart is pure and if you're seeking after what God wants you to do, as you step out, he will guide your path. He will guide what you do. He will strengthen you and equip you in those gifts to do what he's called you to do. But you have to be willing to take that first step. So stepping out. And you know what? That stepping out is going to cause you to have to get out of your comfort zone. It's so easy to be a spectator in all of this. It's so easy to let other people use their gifts and to let other people step out in their gifts. It takes a vulnerability. It takes transparency. It takes courage and bravery and boldness to step out in your gifts. But if you take that first step, the Holy Spirit will empower you, will bolden you to be able to use your gifts to further the kingdom of God. God never told us that this walk with him was going to be easy, but he did promise to be with us every step of the way. And I truly, truly, truly believe that. So once you found out what your spiritual gifts are, you've taken that first step. You have to always, always, always remain in communication with the gift giver. You never want to seek the gift more than you seek the gift giver. And I've seen this in the church realm so many different times where people get so caught up in, oh, I'm a prophet and I'm going to go out and I'm going to start prophesying. And they seek the gift of prophecy rather than seeking the presence of the Lord. And then what you get are a bunch of false prophets because then they seek and they get that high of prophesying instead of getting their strength and their wisdom from Jesus, from the Holy Spirit, they want to prophesy so much that they fall away. They fall by the wayside and they start giving words that are not even of Christ at all. So as you're stepping out in these gifts, of course, the Bible talks about how things need to be done in order. The best way to do things in order is to be in step and in tune with the Holy Spirit, to be in step and in tune with Jesus. And that requires constant communion, constant communication with Jesus. If you're living your life in his presence every day, communicating with him every day, letting him guide your steps, then you're not going to fall. And when you do, he's going to pick you right back up and he's going to make sure that you stay on that straight and narrow path that he has for you. So that's number three is making sure that you're in constant communication with Jesus. And that is so important. Is, is cultivating that life of being in constant communication with Jesus. So I know some of you are thinking, how can I practically do that when I'm working, you know, a full-time job and I have all this other stuff? You can still be in an attitude of being in constant communication with Jesus. It's by having your heart set on him. It's by starting your morning saying, Jesus, I commit this day to you. Guide my steps. Um, be with me this day, God. Let me feel your presence. And if I am doing anything that is outside of what you want me to be doing, God, let my spirit be checked and let me know so I can walk in accordance with your will and in accordance with what you want me to do. But it it takes intentionality. It takes a conscious effort, conscious effort every day 
to say, Jesus, I want to live in constant communication with you. I want to live in your spirit. Help me to do that. It's like I said, he didn't say it was going to be easy, but he'll be with you and he'll pick you up when you fall. So the fourth major thing that I want to 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 kind of hone in on is that don't be afraid to make mistakes. You know, Jesus knew and the Holy Spirit knows that 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 it's giving gifts to imperfect people. The church is pastored by imperfect people. Worship is led by imperfect people. Prophecies are given by imperfect people. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are very, very, very well aware of that. So they know it's not going to be perfect every single time. And and anybody who expects that they're going to get it right 100% of the time, they are going to fail because we are human. But guess what? God will be with us. And even when we fail, he can reconcile that. And he can still move in the midst of our failure because in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. And so don't be afraid to, to fail because that's one of the biggest reasons why people don't step out in their spiritual gifts is because they are afraid to fail. They're afraid they're going to make a mistake and so they don't even try. But the only way to truly fail is to not try. That's when I tell, uh, like I said, I work in foster care. And so when my, my foster kiddos are telling me that they want to try something new, whether it's a new sport or, or they want to, to do something at school or whatever the case may be, and, and they have that apprehension, I tell them, the only way that you fail is by not trying. And you know what? You might try soccer and think, hey, this isn't the sport for me. Okay, well, then we can move on to basketball or we can move on to softball or volleyball. But at least try, because you never know what you can do until you try. And so, yes, you might be praying for somebody. and You might really feel like you have the gift of healing. And you might pray for somebody the first time, and you don't see that healing like you thought you would. Understand that, number one, healing happens in God's timing, because you know what? He has a perfect timing for everything. And so sometimes healing is a process, and it doesn't happen right away and sometimes it does sometimes it's instantaneous and divine healing and sometimes it's a process and sometimes heal sometimes healing looks like them going to heaven to be with jesus so don't think oh i prayed for somebody last week and they didn't get healed so i don't have that gift of healing i failed you know what pray again pray again pray again persistence is key and just like with someone who does soccer, for example, they're not going to be the perfect goalie overnight. No, they have practices every day after school. A lot of them will take their soccer ball home and they'll practice at home, having their mom and dad kick soccer balls to them and seeing if they can block it from, from going into the goal. It takes time to cultivate talents and gifts. It's not going to be made perfect the first go around. And so being willing to make those mistakes in order to become better at your spiritual gifts is so important. Don't let mess-ups and setbacks keep you from moving forward. Don't let that happen. We see that, like I said, so much in the church. People are afraid of making a mistake so they won't even step up. But we need people who are going to step up and then are going to step out. 
regardless of whether they look like a fool when they first do it. There were times in the Bible that people felt like they, they, they looked like a mess. I mean, David, whenever he became undignified and was dancing in the streets, he looked crazy. But you know what? He did it for the Lord. He did it for the Lord and he wasn't afraid to look, look a little crazy. He was not afraid to. He was more afraid of not doing what he needed to do before the Lord. And that's how we need to be. We need to be more, more, I don't know, I don't want to say afraid, but we need to be more upset at not doing and using the gifts that the Lord's given us than we are about mess ups that happen along the way. Because you know what, if we don't use our giftings and talents that he's given us, because every gift and talent that he's given us is to help further his kingdom, is to help people come to know him and come into a stronger and a more healthy relationship with him. So when you don't use your gifts, you're not seeing souls saved. When you're not using your gifts, people aren't coming to know him. That is more of a failure than using the gifts and making a little bit of a mistake. I don't want to live my life with these gifts and, and, and being selfish with these gifts, but I want to use my gifts in accordance with his will in order to help people come to know Christ. So another part that I wanted to hone in on is that there's not one gift that is more important than the other. You know, we can't say, oh, the eye's not important. The brain's more important. Yes, the brain, you know, brings about life. If you don't have the brain, you don't have life. But the eyes are important. Seeing is important. Hearing is important. The hand is important. It's all important to make a fully functioning body. So everybody's gifts and their talents are important. So number one, don't think of yourselves more than you ought. It says that in the Bible. It says don't think of yourself more than you ought. So number one, don't be getting prideful because we all have gifts and we all have talents to use to further the kingdom. But on the flip side, don't belittle yourself. And don't think, oh, man, I wish I had their talent. Man, they have such a good voice for worship leading. I'm so jealous of them. All I get are words of wisdom. Well, you know what? Those words of wisdom are important because you're going to pour into somebody's life a word of wisdom that they have needed that may bring them into a relationship with Christ just as much as that beautiful worship song that that person sings. Each gift is important. And God has given you a specific gift for a reason, for what he's called you to do. So don't think that what you're called to do is any more or any less than any other person. We're all important to the kingdom of God. We're all important. We're all an important member of the body of Christ. So, so important. So I want to encourage you guys today to, to step out in your spiritual gifts. I mean, let's think about this. Even just what other gifts could be used. Um, for instance, my friend Aaron Parker, who helped me with this outro, this, that, that was an important ministry, just as important as me being the one talking to you today. Him creating the intro that might get somebody intrigued into this podcast and helping them to hear the words that the Lord has given me, that is just as, poor, as important as what I'm doing here. He used his gifts to help this ministry, this podcast, and that was just as important. It was no more or more or less important. And I know for a fact that he serves in every church that he's been in as a tech guy in this in the sound booth, helping with getting the, 
the services live, live streamed, helping making sure that the mics are working and that everything uh, sound-wise sounds good. And that is an important ministry, just as important as the pastor that's in the pulpit preaching. You know, and, and sometimes, like I, like I said, I, I think we, we get into this realm of, oh, my gifting is not as significant as somebody else's. Your gifting is just as important. There are behind-the-scenes ministries, and there are more of the out-there ministries. And, and um, I know they might not like this, but my parents, they have such servants' hearts. And their ministry has oftentimes within a church been, you know, the kind of on the, the back row ministries, the behind-the-scenes ministries, if you will. They did van ministry for a while where they drove the church van to pick people up and take them home after church. That was an important ministry, and they got to pour into people's lives as they were picking them up and getting them a ride to church and taking them home. That was just as important as what the pastor did, what the worship leader did. Because the pastor and the worship leader would not have been able to minister to them if they were not there to hear the word and to hear the worship. I know my, my mom and dad would serve at, at the different dinners that the churches had at funeral meals. Um, they would help with cleanup and things, and that was just as important. So please do not think that, oh, my gift is insignificant. That is what the devil is going to try to use to get you to not live out in your spiritual gifts, is to make you think that your ministry, your giftings are insignificant. Don't let the devil win in that. Do not let him make you think that your gifting is insignificant. Because that's what the enemy wants to do so bad. The enemy wants you to think that you are insignificant to the kingdom of God. But no that God sees you, that the Spirit is empowering you, and He sees you as significant. It doesn't matter the way that the world sees you. It doesn't matter the, the, the way that you see yourself. It matters what God sees you. And you need to pray that God will give you the eyes to see yourself the way that He sees you. And I don't know who I'm ministering that to. That was a rabbit trail that I wasn't even planning on getting on. But whoever is listening to this and feels insignificant, know that the Lord sees you. He sees you as his beloved. The Holy Spirit is wanting to empower you with significant gifts that he is going to specifically use you to minister to people. And do not, do not, do not, do not walk away from that because you feel insignificant. Please, please don't. And on the flip side, do not think that you're better than anybody else. I never want to get to the point where I think, oh my goodness, I am so much better than somebody else. Look at all I'm doing for the kingdom of God. No, because everything that I do is to see people come into a relationship with Jesus. You know, one of the songs that has been laid on my heart a lot lately is called Hymn of Heaven by Phil Wickham. And it talks about there will be a day when all will bow before him. There will be a day when death will be no more, standing face to face with he who died and rose again, singing worthy as the lamb who was slain. And there will be a day when we bow before the throne, when we bow before Jesus in heaven for eternity, singing worthy as the lamb who was slain with everybody else who made it into heaven. And guess what? I want to see as many people there with me, the people that I've been able to cross, cross paths with, in my life, I want to see them in heaven, singing worthy as a lamb who is slain alongside me. That's what it's all about. It's not to make Revy Melissa known. It's to make Jesus known. It's to bring Jesus 
to their minds and bring Jesus into their lives and into their hearts so he can captivate them, so he can change and transform them, so they will live in eternity with us, singing worthy is the lamb who was slain. That is what it's all about. So today I just encourage you guys, whatever spiritual gifts that he has given you, please use them for his glory. Whatever talents the Lord has given you, whether it's singing, whether it's graphic design, whether it's tech, whether it's writing, whether it's um, the gift of talking, whether it's the gift of hospitality. Another quick story is um, I used to go to church with this guy who was the best door greeter. He would always have a smile on his face and always made everyone who walked in the door of the church feel welcomed. And seriously, that was such an important ministry. And a lot of people don't wouldn't have noticed that as a ministry, but I did because I knew when I walked in that church, I was going to feel welcomed and I was going to feel like I belonged in that church. That is an awesome ministry. So maybe your gifting is being welcoming and being hospitable. And that's your ministry is making people feel welcomed in the church, making people feel like they're a part of the body of Christ. That's an important ministry. Like I said, whatever those giftings are, use them for his glory and to further his kingdom. So we are going to wrap up this episode. I wanted to give you a little teaser into the next episode. This past weekend, I got to go to the Kentucky Ministry Network um, District um, Council for the Kentucky District. And two of my really good friends, Matt and Samantha Simmons, are headed to a sensitive country in um, Asia. And... I got to interview them while I was there. And so you will hear a clip of that in the next episode of Ain't That the Truth. We're going to be talking about witnessing and sharing your faith and, and practic the practicality of that, what that looks like, and, and just having a whole episode about that. And you will hear that clip from them about what God has called them to do in, in um, Asia, in Southeast Asia. I cannot tell you the country that they're going to because it is sensitive. But they're going as global workers. To, to Asia. And so I cannot wait for you guys to hear a little bit about their story, a little bit about what they're doing, and ha let us have a conversation about what witnessing and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ looks like in a practical sense, in a spiritual sense, and then getting to hear from them. And so again, this will be on Spotify uh, podcasters. This will be on YouTube. And I will also share the link on my Facebook page as usual. And I encourage you guys, please start conversations on my Facebook page. Make a comment. I liked this, that what you said here. Or this made me think about this. Let's talk about it. I want to have communication with you because you know what? I don't know everything. And maybe there's something that I could have added to this, this episode that, that you thought of that would be great for somebody else to hear too. So let's join in conversation together as the body of Christ. But again, thank you for listening today. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful week and I will see you next time.